Welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. This is episode uh, 44 now, right? Yeah. Uh, 44. Yeah. Um, my name is Michael Deebs. I'm the host. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by uh, uh, Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle, at DankDeLuz. Still here. Um, and uh, we have John, the producer, as well. Uh-huh. We have a special guest today. Um, his name is Ian. He goes by Sacri.Legio on uh, Instagram. And he is our, our resident uh, Pete Budigag expert. Poor soul. And he'll he'll probably tell me how to pronounce Pete Budigag's it's name. It's racist if you pronounce it wrong. It's just like <laughs> Kamala. He, um, so to, to clarify why it is racist, oh. just for, for, for the gags for this episode, uh, Mr. Pete Budigag is uh, Maltese. Uh, well, that's, the, that's like the same as being like what? a BIPOC wall- woman of color, right? It's the same. It's, like, it's a it's a type of falcon. It's a type of bird. Uh, the Maltese people, for the people that may not know where uh, this country is located, Malta is sandwiched between uh, the southern Italian islands and Tunisia. Uh, the language that the that the Maltese people speak is a derivative of Sicilian Arabic, which is a dead language. Um, most, uh, most Maltese, uh, people are polyglots, uh, speaking a mixture of English, Maltese, Arabic, Italian, um, the least, uh, not the least of which is Robert Buttigieg, the intrepid father of, uh, proconsul Pete. Who, who is, who is a Gramsci scholar. Yeah, he is, uh, a, a radical revolutionary scholar, um, <laughs> much in the fashion of many that have come out of Southern Europe and the Southern Mediterranean. Um, which is really confounding. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to be someone from Malta, which has been like the stepping stone for like a dozen imperialist powers over the last five, 600 years, uh, possibly one of the most heavily colonized islands on the planet um, by repetition and by stretch of time. It's only been uh, uh, a unified and independent state since maybe the forties, maybe seems right. Uh, It was, most most of its history through the 20th century was as a military base uh, predominantly throughout the Second World War. Are you saying that Malta is something like a, a Thalassocratic uh, Afghanistan? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually don't know how to respond to that adequately. Dugan has entered the chat. Yeah, well, that we're going to come back to him later. Oh, nice. Um, Dugan oh, talk, yeah, yeah. always open. We've been wanting to talk about Dugan. <laughs> um, so before we start diving too much more into this... Yeah. Um, we, we should talk we, about we, the fact that he's a he's a polyglot, which means he has multiple parts. Oh no no no! We we we're we're skipping the the normal the normal intro oh, uh, yeah. format, which is where I uh-huh. I ask uh, John, how are you doing? Oh oh, you, you want to know? <laughs> yes, John John the. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You have to say his full name, John the producer. How are yeah, you? Yeah, we're we're yeah, gonna revisit yes. that drug policy after this. Okay. Just just by the way, uh, HR has uh, been contacted. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I keep putting my own HR complaints uh, in. Um, I, nobody I cares that I keep showing you my butthole. All right, that's yeah, a normal I mean, workplace thing. Everybody's seen their boss's butthole once that's, or twice. That's true. 
You need yeah, to read well, the fine print in those contracts. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, not enough of you. There's not enough John the producers to unionize yet. So you're just gonna have to read up. Keep giving hand jobs behind bowling alleys. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, how are you doing, John? Because we're that. <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I'm, I'm good. I'm great. Yeah. Cool. Glad to hear it. After you've been yeah. verbally abused by people who aren't your boss and uh, <laughs> don't pay you anything, I'm sure you're doing fine right now. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It uh, it uh, makes me feel safe. Good. <laughs> uh, Dorian, man. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Was there going to be a question with that? Yeah. I mean, it kind of like implied that I'm asking the same what do you thing. Mean? Like. Oh, like you could infer that I meant to ask you, like, how are you doing? Oh, how am I doing? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing all right. My uh, um, I've been sleeping a lot more than usual, which oh, okay. is incredible. Uh, You're usually and, online until like four or five in the afternoon or four or five in the morning, rather. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, and then, yeah, usually like my, my, my sleep schedule is one or two hours a night or no, no, that's a lie. Like two to two to four, two to four hours a night. Um, and then sometimes some little naps, but recently I've been having these horrifying depression naps where oh, I go for like, not, not good sleep. No, I'm, it's like 12 hour chunks of time where I just pass out. And I think it's because of what our guest made us do, uh, which is read, uh, Pete, Pete, but, 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 uh, Buddha, Buddha judges, um, uh, both of his books. Uh, I mean, each of us. Yeah, we, read each, one. we each took it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. This bit. is yeah. a, probably oh, wow. a bad time to bring up that I am billing the Benzo Rehab Dungeon for Therapy because where where uh, Mr. Deebs has read uh, Trust, which is the most recent manifesto from Praetor Pete, and uh, <laughs> Mr. Suvin has read uh, The Shortest Way Home, which is the uh, terrifying autobiography of by the uh the politician formerly known as mayor pete um i have read the autobiography three times and then listened to the audiobook that he narrated himself and then i read trust once and then i listened to the audiobook before i came in here and uh this is a good time to bring up i have never used reddit until i started speaking to mr deebs and i looked there is a pete buddhist fan thread thing on reddit i don't know how reddit works i've never been on reddit i've never been on 4chan um i, I was like 20 when i figured out what a green text was um <laughs> i think that's a 4chan so, thing anyway yeah okay i would what's like what's going to... on with you man you you're 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 strangely healthy you're not, yeah. you're not nearly internet poisoned <laughs> enough I, I would like to uh i've never advocated anybody go on reddit ever that's okay. fair um, I hate Reddit. I think Reddit is a dumpster fire. Uh-huh. No, I would never recommend anybody <laughs> go on 4chan either. It's, it's weird that uh, that you went to Reddit because of me, because I would never tell you to do that. Okay, well, <laughs> my my, I had to do what I needed to do to complete my research. Right. I um, which was not an assignment I gave you either. Not <laughs> not an assignment. It was it was something that no. happened. Um and. Uh, I, I, have, I believe we we both had some some sort of like drunken late night conversation about yes. how much we hate Pete Buttigieg. Yes, hold on, I've I've noticed something here, which is that when when something happens and we all end up agreeing to uh, to do something like like uh, read Jordan Peterson's books, 
Uh, Mike is willing to claim that he has assigned it. But when we all are forced to do something mm-hmm. by Mike, he refuses to re- refer to it as an assignment. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is it's yeah. something to psychoanalyze. It's, it's, it's the privilege of being on top. Well, I, um, you know, this has been, this was a little bit, the, the books were a little bit less painful for me because I have actually taken it upon myself over the last few years. I've read the autobiographies or autobiographical or biographical books uh, from every president going back to Carter. Oh, wow. Um, I, I think I might've missed HW. I might've missed so, Herman Walker, but it, it started a, a, a for quick me. quick question. Sure. When you were diagnosed with autism, did that like upset your parents a lot or? <laughs> I, I've, I have a more, I have a more genuine question. Sure. Which is that who, who was your, what was your least favorite and your most favorite of these? Uh, of the Buttigieg books? Well, no, of all of these books of, of by these presidents and, uh. Uh, oh, by 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 far, by many leaps and bounds, I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I I read the art of the deal all the way through, <laughs> oh, and man, that was yeah. that was a dumpster fire. I have a of, copy of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've never read it though. Not yet. I would say the the two worst. Um, where the art of the deal, and then it's it's like just like a a hair's breadth between that and a promised land, which is Obama's autobiography, oh, rough. which was uh, it, of it, which he, he's written what three? Yeah, he's yeah. read three. Um, <laughs> a promised land was gifted to me, and that was actually the first. A presidential autobiography that I had ever read. I didn't want to read it, but the person who gave it to me expected me to know the content. And I was like emotionally beholden to this person. You were dating. No, no, I was not. I was not dating this person, (laughs) but it was polycule. Hold on. Um, I, I need to make a plug. Really quick, uh, which mm-hmm. which relates for, to for that. Our polycule. for our polycule, <laughs> um, the uh, shit. I just forgot the name, uh, but but a, a buddy of mine also has a podcast. I just listened to his most recent episode, and it's fantastic. And I'll remember it by the time that is it's it the buddy that we both know, or we know a few. I'm not sure. Uh, Zai. Oh no, I don't uh, know. But um, but anyway, so great podcast. They were talking about. Uh, uh, Academia and feminism and and uh, economy and all sorts of uh, beautiful things and cinema. He's a he's a huge. Yeah, we can film probably, nerd. Uh, but if, if you remember the name and whatever afterwards, we'll, I can we'll put just it in the, put the, it in the, the description yeah. or something. Uh, but but there's a term that uh, sorry they uh, they used um, which was incredible, which is a precarapule. Which is a polycule. No, that no is, I think it's self-explanatory. It, right, but, but I, that is not self-explanatory. It's, it's, it's a polycule that exists for the purposes of dealing with economic precarity. Okay, so this is like this is like always precarious. This is like a phone tree yeah. for sugar babies. That's what that is. But no, it's it's like this idea of you know our, our economy is is suffering more and more, and and you you have to have it's so hard to have like a, a single breadwinner family, and so you yeah, start yeah, a precarapule like uh, uh so that you can have three breadwinners, but like five people. That's just, uh, <laughs> okay. that's, that's just Mormonism. 
Yeah. Is is there <laughs> is there like a like a sexual element to this or is it just oh, like fucking. Okay, all right. Except all right, for the right, one right. that wants to get cocked. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was going to say like <laughs> All right. It's fine if I'm paying for your dinner we're no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's two hot wives, a sigma, an alpha and a cock. So a couple of notes that that I want to get into before we we start really going hard on Pete. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh the the viewer may notice that the cameras are all fucked up and different uh, for this recording, and that's because um, this is our first uh, actual studio guest. Beautiful. Um, I'm not going to do anything performative, like say we're all vaccinated. I don't even know. I don't, I don't care. Are, two of us are. Uh, no, no, I, are. I am in fact. I am in fact. Yeah, well, I got my. Now, 5G, now we're yeah. making it performative. Yeah. So yeah. thanks, guys. You guys, you virtue uh. signaling fucks. <laughs> I'm not vaccinated, and I refuse to be for the next couple of days. Okay. And and the reason <laughs> and the reason is that they used to uh, they used to experiment on black men yeah. with vaccinations and 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 me, you know, not that far off. Yeah. From a black man, a shade or two away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then uh, what was the other thing I was going to bring? Oh, uh, we haven't asked Ian. Yeah. Ian, how how are you doing? Yeah, hey, I'm 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 okay. I'm better than I thought I would be. I thought I'd be uh, falling over in my chair right now. I, I have uh, I have driven down here from uh, the city of San Redacted, uh, located in the San Redacted Bay Area. Um, I have <laughs> kind of gave it away with the bay. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of sands up there. Uh, there, there are. Um, I have I hit the road at one in the morning, and here we are at like roughly like a quarter to eight. You're um, stupid. Yeah, I am You're stupid. Stu- <laughs> I am stupid. And now that now that we're we're actually in the thick of it, I realize how stupid I was. No, uh, I was. This I was isn't worth it at all. I was in. Uh, um, I was in. Uh, my vehicle en route to the destination about 30 minutes into this drive um i hey, was what like the fuck am i doing <laughs> yeah i was like half an hour i was only a half an hour into what is was really like it turned out to be like a 15 hour drive Lord and Jesus. i i i thought to myself oh wow this is gonna be really long and that was the first time that i ever considered that um in uh, in the entirety of it. Other than that, I'm feeling fine. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, we're 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 glad to have you. Um, we we have a little group chat together, the three of us, and it's, it's been it's been fire. It it has oh, it's been because, unbelievable. Because we've fire been reading uh, we've been reading Pete Budigag's books and yeah. bitching about the assignment that we all gave ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, let's uh let's go into that. So so you've read all of Pete's books and I've read... and watched the uh the documentary, right? Isn't there a documentary? I have not watched any documentary. Oh, thank God. I was like, oh my okay. God, there's a documentary. I, I, had it in, I had it in my brain space that there was a documentary. There, there's, it's just the high, there's, high not, music video. there's not a documentary, but what there is is uh, uh his husband, Chaston, also wrote a book that came uh... out early 2020, I believe. I have not gotten to it yet. I had intended to start it. I haven't yet. I'm going to go back to it and I will just kind of spam our group chat with things for, for you guys to complain about and for sure. No, no, shit no, post no. about yeah. in the future. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I really like the relationship that, that uh, Chaston and Pete have because you can tell that it only exists because Pete gives him opportunities, right? Like to a certain extent, like I, I don't think they love each other so much as they like have a professional relationship <laughs> that, that's an interesting take i didn't i mean i could see that being well, the case but I, I didn't get that as being the vibe in the book that i read 
but okay, maybe that's he, just what I got from trust. Well, right. he, he barely he only mentions Chaston once, and it's like he, he barely, barely mentions him barely mentions him. I I think I yeah. could count on one hand how many times Chaston even comes up. Yeah. Um. Uh, and Chaston Chaston's his his husband, right? Yeah. Yeah. And John, yeah. I don't know if you've read either of these books. I don't know if you put yourself through this we, emotional. We didn't make John do no. that. We made him listen to Jordan Peterson. Oh, okay. All right, then that's for, enough. For another assignment. And, that's enough. And yeah. so one more book left. HR has a lot of really fuzzy lines that, that were allowed to cross, but uh, okay. making him read another book was not one of those. Okay. That, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's the, interesting. The union got together mm-hmm. and uh, they really put their foot down on it. That's so. interesting <laughs> that that your asshole is within the purview of things that are acceptable to to digest. But the, his asshole the, is actually the purview. Okay, yeah. all right. It's the, it's the perimeter Again, around it. Okay, perfectly normal to see your boss's asshole. Okay. The, 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 the only times that I can recall him mentioning Chaston which I feel so weird pronouncing in the way. I always just think that Chastin. Is, it's Chastin. No, no I, I figure oh. it is, but, but I, I feel Chastin, weird. Chastin is kind of an ironic name for a gay man, right? That's true, because it's not very chast. <laughs> exactly. At <yeah>. all. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, you know, there's there's a quote from uh, Hamlet that's playing through my head now, but I'm not going to make you guys do that. Um, thanks. But Thank there's you. this... Uh, <laughs> um, the, the only times that it brings him up in home um, or that... Okay, it's three times. He's yeah. talking about it's really hard to online date, and then actually doesn't bring them up really. So, yeah, so uh, uh, sans that one, and then he brings up how his his husband had to deal with other people uh, mentioning me uh, when they talked to him one time at uh, at a grocery store when someone interrupted him when he was at the freezer section saying your husband better stop fucking up the roads, which it's interesting he's a transportation <laughs> uh, guy now. Um, yeah, I, I assume the, that's something we'll get into. Right, and the 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 other one in that space uh, being that he was a teacher. He, he taught at a school, and someone ended up asking him, "Is this your idea or your husband?" Oh, which apparently. But the the, the, oh, whole, God, the last so one is just boring. that there's a very short vignette talking about Chaston's family. Okay, because the the one that really stood out to me, oh, there another one? the one that really stood out to me, the one that has been cemented in my mind, and it infuriated me. Uh, so, uh, if the reader uh, or the listener, sorry, is not aware, um, they don't read. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. They um, listen to us. Like they clearly don't, don't read. <laughs> I don't even read. None of us read. Yeah, uh, I can't read. Uh, Parador Pete grew up and became mayor of a town called South Bend, Indiana, which is located in, uh, I believe, the extreme northwest corner of yep. the state of Indiana, yep. bordering close to, to Michigan. Yep. And uh, it was originally home uh, to the Studebaker manufacturing plant. Mm-hmm. And by the time that Pete had showed up, uh, it had been as a child. It was extremely depressed. Um, it has always been a heavily redlined community. So you have uh, a very heavily segregated black community on one side. And then everyone else is a smattering of Slavic and Eastern European ethnicities. And uh, the Buttigieg family, although they're none of these things, uh, fit very well into it because uh, he mentions that they have kind of like a funny last name. Um, and everyone out there being yeah, yeah being uh mostly like hungarian or polish or czech or like uh yugoslav uh fit very neatly into that and you, so you don't have a last name that reminds me of 
sausage and cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what he does point out is that by the time that he and Chaston buy a house, the house that they buy, you know, this was a, the, the median price of a home in South Bend before right. Pete became mayor, uh, floated around like thirty to $50,000. And now all of the houses in South Bend, the median price is around 300 grand. And that's he, not a good thing, Pete. It, it's not a good thing. So, um, in Pete Buttigieg's uh, mayoral term in South Bend, he transformed uh, this depressed industrial town into like a slice of Silicon Valley. It has become a tech oasis. And uh, as American history has told us, when you focus an entire town's economy on one industry, it's just great and nothing ever goes wrong. No. Uh, there's no, no such thing yeah. as economic collapse when you fixate your entire right, town yeah. onto one uh, particular industry. It's uh, And that's why Studebaker is still proudly making cars in the USA <laughs> and they never filed for bankruptcy. But what really uh, made me see, then this is what really stood out because it was one of the few rare times and literally between the, uh, both books, I believe it's five times, he mentions Chaston. Their mortgage Double is test. roughly $800. Dear God. I would kill somebody yeah. for that for to be my rent for a on a bunch, place that I'm never going to own. For a bunch of broke boys on yeah. the West Coast, that is infuriating. It he is. has, it's just him and his husband in, I believe, like a, I think he mentions it's like an over 1800 square foot house. Yeah. Well, he also mentions, and maybe this is the same property, maybe it's not, but he mentions on his like list of accomplishments towards the end because he was talking. Yeah, I, I even forget what the fucking point was because he was talking about how I had done so many different things, but none of them were. Oh, it was him talking about Chaston in a not, but not talking about him. Yeah, he he was saying, oh, I I I did all these incredible things with my life, including the fact that I own one of the most expensive historic homes inside of. Uh, oh my yeah, yeah. But I had never even had a boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like motherfucker. If that's the same house and you're paying eight hundred bucks a month for yeah. it, I'm going to kill you. I'm so, not. I'm not going to kill Pete Buttigieg, but it would not be wrong if I did. You had the thought. Well, not not the th not the not the thought crime, but yeah. I did not have the thought crime of killing Pete um, Buttigieg. So one thing, one thing I really think that that isn't discussed enough uh, from from the perspective of Chaston. Mm. Can you support chat? And, and I don't know how they met, mm -hmm. honestly, because I never looked into it and I don't, I don't care. It's like, I don't believe in either of the books they But he they does, really he, go does he does talk about uh being on like online dating sites and shit, yeah, right? But here's the thing. Can here's you be, my thing? Can you imagine dating? being the guy that swipes right on Pete Buttigieg? Right. Here, here's the thing though. I don't believe he did meet him through online dating. Nor well, you've seen he. a picture of Chaston, right? That he looks like the kind of guy that would swipe that right on people. That's right. true. But <laughs> yeah. but with online dating, the the thing like that happens portfolios. The thing <laughs> the thing that happens more often than not with this, uh, and is my kind of my problem with online dating is that you find people that you absolutely align with on everything. Right. Like that's the whole point of online dating is that you're like, for okay, sure, your IQ is within four points of mine and you have the same like policy uh, beliefs. And, and, and is we that, both love sushi. The is same, that right? is that Bumble where but, you list your political beliefs? Yeah, I've, they I've, all do. But but Bumble is the one that, okay. that, uh, that matches you based off. Of it. Based no, 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 no. Bumble is the one that has women approach you. Oh, uh, they would uh, never do but, that. 
Yeah. I'm just going to say, I've been, I've been more popular in Bumble than anywhere else, anywhere else because I'm a beta cuck and I can't approach women. Yeah, they, I, they can uh, smell your, uh, yeah, your my desperation. <laughs> no, but, uh, but because you're always looking for someone that's exactly like you, I, I don't believe that they would have found themselves uh, through online dating. Uh, that's probably that's probably true. Yeah, you're right. But 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 it's mostly it's Jason's family that's really that's kind of right lit right leaning. I don't know if Chasten is, so maybe I'm off base with that. That's not. But that here's the thing is that that isn't off base for Pete Buttigieg himself because uh, oh, going yeah. back to shortest, he does love Pence. Do, going back to shortest way home. If you go all the way back from his teenage years. Through his candidacy as mayor, he mingles yeah. and he tries to like meet this really bizarre common ground uh, yeah. between uh, Democrats and Republicans. Well, he's with and, the young Republicans. Yeah, he's and, with the young and, Republicans, yeah. and it's it's really funny because uh, he was running uh, for some sort of like high school position, uh, some high school government yeah. sort of a thing, and the young Republicans put out some sort of like mailing of this. Uh, newsletter that said he was like a dangerous socialist and they mailed it to his house under his name under his mailing address he was he was affiliated with the young republicans at south bend and they mailed him a letter warning about himself yeah um and that was one of something that stood out to me that kind of made me cackle um right and then he's also he's he's extremely uh forgiving uh and friendly towards pence uh yes and and when we're talking about you know pence uh uh finally being exposed to some kind of monster as if that was ever hidden for sure um uh but is like it was so shocking for this to to occur um but then even then he never really comes out as being like this was monstrous he kind of says Man, and it's it it sure seems kind of strange that I would still, you know, see him as a person. But I did. So so I that did. that actually brings up something that I found in trust, which is that there's several times and, and trust to give an overview, um, and I can do this in like probably three sentences. About as long as what he lists his military career has been. Yeah. So so trust <laughs> is a book about how the American people used to have trust in each other and the systems no, of didn't. government. No, we didn't. What? First no, off, didn't. wrong. <laughs> Secondly, uh, are you a communist? Uh, and then, I, and then I, the I second sentence of the review is uh, the second sentence of the review is um, we lost that trust. And then the third sentence of the of like not not a review, sorry, a summary, a, a review. I would go into hysterical yeah. yelling, um, <laughs> but but a summary of it. Um, uh, the third sentence of that summary is, and we need to trust again. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, That's stupid. all you're getting out of trust. Um, but he does this weird thing where he talks a bunch about how Reagan, uh, like, undermined public trust a bunch. But then he, he, he has this weird admiration for Reagan at one point because of, and, and this is what's wild about it. He has this weird admiration for Reagan because of when Reagan admitted that we had sold arms to terrorists on on like a national TV. And he's like, and because the president had exercised, yeah. you know, this this level of transparency with the people, the people began to trust him again. And he admires that. Also, the guy, also the, the president going off in the hole. You know, I... Uh, 
I have heard that these horrible things have occurred, and I know them to be true, but in my heart, yes, I know they yes. are not. He, yeah, <laughs> like, he, he says, like, it's, that's a it's, weird part of, it's part of Killer Mike's, uh, Killer Mike's Reagan uh, track. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah, he yeah, says yeah. something to the effect of, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know this in my heart to be true, but the facts and evidence laid out before me say that it is right. Not. <laughs> right. Um, um, and so, and so that's where he, he has, and, and the tone is definitely written in, in admiration for Reagan being transparent in that yeah. way after he's well, admitted several times that Reagan undermined public trust. All, all liberals love Reagan. Sorry, that, what was that? Uh, oh, yeah. What I was going to say is that he, he pins, uh, the deterioration of the American people's trust in the government entirely on Reagan and then expresses Admiration. Uh, he yeah. expresses admiration for him. Yeah. Uh, this man, uh, it really confu- <laughs> he really confuses me. And so the first time I started with The Shortest Way Home, that was the first book uh, that he put out. And I started it before Trust was released. Trust was his Rona drop. It's a short book. It came out in November of last year. It's it's what? Like 140 pages. And Roughly. the last 40 pages of that are speeches. Just speeches. Yeah. Like, that's not a fucking book. No. no. I, I think that should be... No, honestly, that's, that's an exercise I, in masturbation. I was, yeah. yeah, I was talking about this... <laughs> and sorry, I'll let you finish in a second. But, yeah, go on. Uh, but I was talking about this in the workshop where... If, if you write a novel and it's under 250 pages and it's not the most incredible writing I have ever read, you should put a gun in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no one should pay for that. No. It's not a thing. No. I mean, yeah. if it's a pamphlet on theory or something that's different, you know, like those are no, essays. But something sorry, freely distributed rather than something there, sold. But a book about your life that's a fucking hundred. There is there is something that is like that that has like shades of like neoliberal manifesto uh in in trust. And oh, I feel sure. that for whomever read The Shortest Way Home, which I feel is kind of uh the shortest way home is. Do you have the copy there with you? No. Oh, okay. It's just that M- Mike has uh, one of my favorite books, and and I did I did make a space for theory in this, mm-hmm. but one of my favorite books uh, sitting here. It's 110 pages, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it is theory. Okay, sorry. Go on. Um, the shortest way home is. It begins uh, in a very digestible sort of way. Uh, with about uh, the same level of maturity as uh, Holden Caulfield and Catcher in the Rye. As in, <laughs> what I mean by that is it's completely fucking insufferable. Um, it is this very, this very cutesy, uh, this very kitschy, like it almost feels like he, he starts off by describing a snowstorm on his first day in he office. Yep. Yep. And uh, it yep. kind of reminds me of like a shitty version of uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. It, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we no, got that, uh, no, I was I wasn't sure what pissed me off so much about that opening, apart from it being trite, but I didn't recognize how trite. And yeah, yeah and that's that's yeah. that's about as trite that's as you can get. So good. Yeah. Um, it starts cute and it jumps erratically all over yep. the place. The shifts in time are inconsistent. There's no start yep. or stop. It's not broken up by chapters. It just happens whenever he he feels like it, and it's um it's nearly. I don't even know how, 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 what, what I could attach it. It's erratic. It's erratic. It's irrational. And I, I remember like one point where he's already a mayor and like 
He's getting ready to perform as like playing a piano, like with yeah, the South so Bend, confusing. the South Bend Symphony Orchestra, and it just loops right back into his childhood. Yeah, it, it just slingshots. And, 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 and when you can it do that if you're Joyce, sure, <laughs> fine. But this 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 is no James Joyce. This is no James Joyce. Somebody who like so, enjoys poetry and 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 I write some poetry of my own. Like I I can appreciate like looping back in and, and yeah, you just got to do stuff it right, like that. Right. But yeah, he's not doing it right. Right. Well, I guess that's the thing is that like uh, uh, incredible writing breaks the rules in a good way, and he doesn't know how to. Yeah, write. he doesn't he know how to the rules. And yeah. So but what? The, what I was really getting at here is yeah. that the shortest way home, um, it's erratic, it's uh, unpredictable, but it's it never goes below uh, surface level. It's no. very superficial yeah. in all of its descriptions, and it is truly disturbing to me what he leaves out or like to what degree he diminishes information. And well, I, I feel it's exactly yeah. the some exactly the sort of thing that yeah. your typical unapologetic neoliberal would consume bit by bit piecemeal right. at lunchtime in so, order to feel smart. So hold on. I, I got yeah, it. Well, hold on. Yeah. Okay. We're going to jump into so many tangents here sure. because this is entirely necessary. Yeah. And Dorian, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Sorry okay. about that. No, no, no. Well, yeah, no, no, be, no, be, be, because the text great. itself is a series of tangents, right? Mm -hmm. But so if, if you want a complete text that describes the entirety of a life, you should pick up uh home and you should pick up, uh, uh, American Psycho, and they, they <laughs> describe one full book, um, but uh, including an eighty-page skincare routine, which is very good. Uh, but the also when it comes to all that bouncing around uh, and the surface area stuff, two 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 things: the surface area stuff. It, it, it was, or yeah, it, it was driving me nuts because I love it when authors talk about food. I really mm. love food yeah. and and I love writing about food and hearing about it and stuff. And he, he talks, he about, talks food about constantly food like a rat person. Yeah, it's so <laughs> boring. Like, it, you know, when, when, when you're listening to something about like uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez and oh. listening to him like read uh, or describe food and it's the qualities of it and it's beautiful. and You can like taste and smell it and everything's like this sparkling mass and it's so good. But then with, with Buttigieg and he brings up food constantly, it's we had butter and noodles with some sausage again. And it's not even that it's like boring food. It's just that he just lists off foods and yeah. I hate it. And it's like him imagining what it would, what, what like a Marquez would write. He, he doesn't, um, he doesn't go into like the poetics of like the, no. the buttery noodles. Yeah. There's no uh, adjectives and stay melted, away from adjectives, melted like, in my, my mouth or whatever. Right. Like I've already written something better than what he's. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and the other thing about how erratic it is, is that I was texting with them, uh, as I had finished maybe three quarters of the book. And I, I read this thing in a fucking night and it was the second worst reading night of my life. Uh, <laughs> But the, um, uh, but I, I mentioned to them, you know, he only, the only things that he says about his military career are how he, uh, he signed up and it was kind of disordered. And then, uh, when he was in line to sign up, he talked to a lady, uh, who liked his boots and thought they were cowboy boots, but they were not cowboy boots. And then someone had trouble peeing in front of him. And then it, that's, that's all that's I thought. Really it. That, that's all that I thought there was. But then he does bring up the military again later, but it's so broken temporally in him, like, uh, making sure that we keep uh, certain things in mind, like the fact that he was in the reserves, um, that I 
I figured that was the entirety of his military history until later on he's like, and then we were out on the desert and he tells us a very small amount. And then he says, and then we packed up and left. And it's like, it wasn't much more, but it, it was so, it's so erratic and broken that I, when I think we're done with a topic, we never are, but not ever in an interesting way, you know? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah and really. so, and so, so he's just ADD. This sounds like he writes these books hey, kind of the way that he talks. That's me. So. <laughs> what was that, John? Sorry, repeat that. It, it, it sounds like it sounds like these books are just like long form versions of uh, what he does in front of cameras. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so this is the actual review that I that I wrote down. Oh God. <laughs> of uh, of trust. Um, Basically, so imagine that that somebody has been like you've lived your entire life and somebody has been writing a biography of your life this whole time. Right. Yeah. And and what Pete has done with trust is he's word searched trust. And every time trust came up, he took that like passage of words and slapped it into this fucking uh this this fucking book that he's written, which is how you write an essay in undergrad. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's he's yeah. just he's a he's um, a great undergrad uh, student, and that is the limits of his personality. So so I'm gonna go through my my like list off of what my takeaways were from from trust. Um, first off, he he claims that he won the primary in Nobel Iowa. Prize. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh. And 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 like it's it's not even like a contested fact in the book. He just won it, and the real shame is that they didn't announce it sooner. Um, just had to rat fuck Bernie in any way you can. So Jesus. he he goes he goes deep into how there's been a bunch of conspiracy theories circling around about him. Um, one of them is uh, that he's a CIA asset, and it's like. Okay, yes, I was an intel officer, but that doesn't mean that I'm a CIA asset. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did not help to fix bread prices. No, he was only a consultant for the company that fixed bread prices. Yeah. <laughs> and McKinsey and company has a long track record of doing things exactly like this. He, he says nothing to flesh out his experience at McKinsey, by the way. He just mentions oh, that he went so. there and yeah. then like nothing else in, in home. Yeah. That's like um, when he was in Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he also brings up uh, that he uh, he he paid for some software from Shadow Incorporated, uh, which is who ran the app that was managing the Iowa primaries. It's such a joke name. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't handle like it. on on its face, it's like that sounds like. Why, a, would, why would you get involved with the it's company? A Marvel like movie. Uh, I was about to say uh, like a spinoff of something in like a spinoff Metal Gear Solid game, like <laughs> like, Shadow, like, right. like Hail Shadow, 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 Shadow Inc. Um, so and and then he goes in 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 like some weird things about trust, which is. Uh, Russia hurt the Hillary campaign uh, by by making voters not want to vote for her. Well, if you recall, she won the uh, the popular vote. the popular vote. He he is firmly entrenched in the idea that American democracy, which he should know is a lie because America is a republic, mm. not a democracy, and we have the the electoral college. But he's firmly like reinforcing the lie that America is a democracy, and you know the the harm that Russia has done to our democracy is by making people like disillusioned and voting or whatnot. And 
No, what makes people disillusioned in voting is the actual American system, which is they vote and then a uh, 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 electoral college that's been gerrymandered, like mm. fixes the vote for them. Um, right. <clears throat> what else do I got here? Oh, I, at one point. So so this is something that I found funny because I, I think we, we all have uh, probably some some meager background in this in this uh, podcast. Uh, who can tell me offhand what the what the term PPE means? Oh, personal protective equipment. Okay, so yeah. immediately we yeah. have at least one person. I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, all of us. Kind of have. We've all been through through like retail store um, um, shortages. No, not not shortages. Uh, like. I, I want to say initiations, but I think what I'm looking for is um, right, like the. <laughs> I, 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 I have dumb academic words stuck in my head now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, the, not the, the, like the OSHA videos and shit. Yeah, the OSHA videos. Yeah. So, yeah. so everybody who who's worked a low wage job knows what the term PPE means. Yeah, yeah. offhand, uh, he says before COVID started. Nobody really knew what the term PPE right. was, right. and what? and it came into the forefront of America. He says that in home too. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's that exact insane. same line. Yeah, that is insane. He brings he, he rattles off a few of the same things here and there, and what I think that line around. Yeah, but he I think that he uh, within this confusion he wants to bring a sense of continuity yeah. between both books. Sorry, Mike. Right, right. Go ahead. No, no, but, no, but, no. but an, a, another thing that he also does in in home is he mentions the CIA thing. Sorry, I feel it slipping out of my Go memory. Ahead, please, but but the he mentions how someone conspiratorially referred to him as a CIA asset, but he gives no context as to why they thought that or why they brought that idea in. Which which is going to to lead into the big thing that I want to talk about in trust. Mm. So the first thing is, uh, this is a direct quote from him. Um, and this isn't necessarily on that subject, but we'll, we'll go into the CIA subject in, in a second. Uh, so this direct quote, the U.S. has always, even in the 19th century, aroused strong and diverging feelings in different parts of the world. And and he says that in a okay. way that's like, I don't know why the U.S. has What's all these that? feelings. Associated. Yeah. It's like, we have fucked with every fucking part of the world since the yeah. 19th century. That's why there's all these feelings about the U.S. <laughs> yeah. So the thing that I really want to focus in on, though, the thing that, like, made my fucking mind want to leap out of my skull <laughs> is he talks about this trip to Somaliland, which is a real place oh, yeah. God, in yes, Somalia. Yeah, this, this is great. Uh, uh, Somaliland is like the, the unofficial official government of Somalia sort of thing going on. Um, and this was back in 2008. He's working at McKinsey and he says that he's really interested in like the politics of what's going on in Somaliland. And so he decides to take this tourist trip, quote unquote, tourist trip. With a friend who's part of like a consulate and right. Nathaniel right. With, or something. With, with a friend that just happens to have like a political position in this organization. Um, and, and what's so suspect about this is right before he does this trip, he's earned, and I promised to look this up, but I forgot to. I think it's the Truman Society or? or the Truman Show. No, the Truman Center. I, I actually Center. wrote it down. Thank God. Uh, so he, so he's picked up a fellowship with the Truman Center, and and the Truman Center. For those who don't know about all these weird like crypto fascist think tanks that exist, <laughs> is the the Truman Center is a like 
a stepping stone for security minded is is the word that they use um security minded people who want to become like part of the democratic leadership and this is how he kind of enters into his political position uh, as in like running for mayor of of uh uh south, ben, bend. south bend um uh iowa is it iowa indiana indiana south bend Fuck, indiana why did I, yeah um just shadow ink is and and another thing about Somalia especially and Mogadishu where he's visiting is that uh there is notorious CIA black sites in this area um not even like kept secret from the public sort of shit everybody there knows about it and there's a huge black market arms like ring that operates in that area because somalia is the type of failed state that a lot of people imagine a lot of africa is though they're generally wrong right Mm -hmm. it's 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 anarchic in the bad sense (laughs) yes right so you can kind of use that country and that space for whatever you want uh and the u.s does um and so so there's a story that happens on it's page 73 and and i i don't think i'll ever be able to forget that page number because he basically (laughs) tells a story of like and everybody stood up and clapped um which is which is where he's talking about being in somalia he's seeing a bunch of uh he's seeing a bunch of like money changers and stuff like that and the money changers exist because like all the refugees that have escaped Somalia are sending money back to, you know, the, the people that still live in Somalia. And so these the money changes, transfers have been changed into cash. And right. So, they have yeah. all sorts so, of so there's, yeah. there's money exchanges that are happening. And, um, he, he goes into the story about how he's, he's in the market and one of the market stall guys like notices that they're Westerners and he asks where they're from and he, he, he's talked about in the book how, how travelers from the USA, uh, since the seventies have claimed to be from Canada to avoid like international ire. Right. Um, and, and, and he says, neither we, of us could commit to that lie. So we said we were from the USA. We made a good movie about, uh, their welcoming parties for Americans. Yeah. Black Hawk ago. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so nobody likes America. They have good reasons for not liking uh-huh. America. Um, and, and, one of the funny like uh, asides of this book is that he blames trust for or he blames a lack of international trust of America on Trump. But he recognizes that trust internationally for America has been bad since like the 70s, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which is like a weird like brain flip to do. Uh, but he but he talks about how his presence and Nathaniel's presence in the market square was like drawing a crowd together and and like people in the crowd are like insinuating that they want to beat him up yeah. but uh he's having this conversation with this merchant and at some point he says in arabic uh my religion for you and it or it's, it's no no I'm, your religion for you and my religion for me and he expands on that for a ridiculous amount of time yeah, he saying, expands on that the ways so that i feel that some people would take that would be this and the way that i thought people some it's like bitch and it's and already it's, clear and it's like, exactly like a neoliberal version of like there was an atheist professor talking yeah. about how God <laughs> isn't real and the Marine uh, veteran in the class stood up and Which, punched him in the mouth and said, God told me to do this sort of stuff. 
but but he eventually describes that you know the fact that he said this one simple phrase in Arabic leads to the the entire crowd dispersing because the merchant recognizes that he's like cool and so he like insinuates oh you're European of course yeah he uses the uh, term uh, uh, al Arubi yeah al Arubi yeah, yeah which, which means, means oh you're from Europe. Uh, and you're always welcome here from from Europe, uh, and so that makes like the crowd disperse, and it's a total fucking lie. Yeah, uh, like literally, and everybody stood up and clapped bullshit on top of the fact that his reason for being in that region is probably linked to some kind of black site intel operation. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's just a it's a it's a bread site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, so that's that's my my main takeaways from trust, and and the thing that sent me down a spiral was that particular story. Right. God be blessed. The book ends very shortly after that, and just mm. goes into a bunch of Pete's speeches, which I didn't care enough to read. That's fair. He um, didn't write him anyway. So yeah. <laughs> um, another important thing that I feel like, and and most of the listener knows this, I think, but for those that don't. Uh, when we mentioned that his father was a Gramsci scholar, Antonio Gramsci was a uh, a Marxist intellectual that spoke largely, and I would say primarily, about hegemony, uh, which is, <laughs> and was put in prison uh, and yeah. continued to write in prison. Yeah. Uh, and so he's, uh, you know... There's uh, there's some contrast here. <laughs> this is I I believe is something really important to tie into a uh, home because the only thing that he uh, that Pete ever touches upon his father's politics is a moment where uh, they're at a football game and uh, they see like a heckler like scolding um, like the uh, a football player for like the the his like academic acumen saying like oh what 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 are your grades what are your grades and Pete's Pete's dad is uh, Robert Buttigieg sorry I I don't want to dishonor him by just calling him Pete's dad yeah Um, that's fair says oh well I'd like to see your grades and then all Pete says is then I realized my father was a man of the left and that's it that is the only thing that's where it begins and ends of talking about his father which is just so unbelievably. Sorry about your son. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that is something that that, that that should be brought up in trust. The only time Sorry. he brings up his parents in trust is basically to say that they exist. Yeah, I, you almost hear nothing about his mother except and, for like yeah. her insistence that he takes piano lessons, and that's yeah, about it. Right. Right, yeah, and that's not even trust. That's yeah. in that's in home. Yeah, yeah. Or, or just his, mom, his dad comes up more, but still not much. Uh, but yeah. yeah, in trust, the only time he brings up his parents is basically just just to acknowledge that they exist. And you would think, like the son of like a, a pretty renowned scholar of yep. Ramshi would would have a little bit more to say than I have parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I it's. I find it uh, somewhat shocking and disturbing because I believe particularly in the scope of Antonio Gramsci, um, his theory, and it really isn't so much a theory in the scope of American politics as it is like a social law. um, His concept of cultural hegemony um, is something that it's not 
like caked or like layered with like red rose Twitter leftist buzzwords. Like if you explain no. Gramsci's theory of cultural hegemony to other people, and for the listener that may not directly understand this, I'm sure plenty of you listen to Gramsci, but for those who don't, or read Gramsci, but for those who don't, um, he states that you know people that are at like the top of social hierarchy and the top of political hierarchy dictate uh, what is socially acceptable. Yeah, and you could explain that to just about anyone on the political spectrum, like even the most irascible, complete head-ass Trumpist yeah. would yeah, still be just, able to digest just, that. They would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, I mean, I mean it's like depending on your audience, you could just be like, oh yeah, um, somebody like, I don't know, Mark Zuckerberg sure. sets, sets yeah. the tone for for how people are allowed to well, talk. I mean, especially if, in like an accelerated sense, right? Yeah, yeah sure. and then and then like if you're talking to like the hardcore Trumpists, you'd be like, yeah, the Hollywood elites, and, yeah. and everybody would understand. Just say Zuckerberg <laughs> prefer both of them. So Probably Zuckerberg for both the, of them. The, the I reason, wanted to make a little distinction. The sure, reason sure. that I that I I tie this in is because uh, Robert Buttigieg's work. I have read. Uh, there are a couple translations of the prison notes out there, and his is the best. Okay. He really makes these critically important writings that are widely digestible to a vast number of people. You could explain Gramsci's writing in the prison notebooks to libertarians. You could explain it to, to a lot of liberals. You could explain it to Red Rose Twitter. You could explain it to, to Lib Lefts. You could explain it to Ted Kaczynski, and they'd probably they get it like they'd understand it. It's digestible. And I think that in that sense, it is very important as a piece of literature, particularly to an American audience where people are so polarized because of buzzwords, because of certain little like click words uh, right. along uh, political circles, particularly you see this on Twitter, which is just like a festering pot yes. of, of not <laughs> of people not under intentionally not understanding each other. Yeah. Um, it blows my mind that people twitter is one of the worst fucking things that happen to politics yes well it's just one of the worst things to happen to yeah, happen it, yeah probably, yeah, you know, probably just, just cut it off then. yeah just cut it off there um so i am uh shocked that he goes that he just reduces his father to a man of the left because, right. <laughs> what, because he, what the fuck yeah what the fuck um he had a boring comeback to a heckler yep yes it was yep. it was it all boiled down to a heckler at a football game and, and his dad had a milk toast so so his yeah. there was a secure so there <laughs> was a, 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 a card if i remember correctly the last time i i went through home was last <laughs> week um it was the audiobook version that Pete narrates himself. He narrates both of his own books, and they're available on Audible if you really want to torture yourself. Don't um, do it. Don't do it. Um, don't do it, but it's there. Um, he describes that there is a football player who is brought back uh, into the game after short academic leave because his grades were slipping. If I remember correctly, someone in the stands heckles the football player because of his grades, and then Robert Buttigieg steps in and talks to the heckler. He says, I'd yeah. like to see your grades. Yeah, and then Pete Buttigieg, this quote, the direct quote, he says, that is when I realized my father is a man of the left. That is as deep <laughs> as they get into his politics at that, all. Also keeping at in all. mind that, that what, what the, the way fuck? that Pete got into university uh, was because he wrote an essay about uh, how much he 
he admired uh, 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 Bernie sticking to his guns, essentially. He is, uh, Pete Buttigieg is truly like the archetype of the Bernard brethren. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing encapsulates. Uh, he is uh, a middle of the road Democrat yeah. um, who f- does a lot of work across the aisle. Um, his actual like political platform is hazy and uh, hard to really grasp. And that's why I went on Reddit and I'll get back on that in a little bit. Um, Fair enough. Uh, and like many Democrats, like Joe Biden, like LBJ, he has a terrible track record uh, with race relations in his yeah. That, that was career. something that yeah. struck me especially in um, Trust is that he he talks so much about how you know the the black community in America has has lost trust with the system of government. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, why, why, why should the they trust? ever have trust in the yeah. first place? Uh, but but he talks yeah, about... You've got to talk about the chief, right? Uh, the police chief? chief? Oh, oh we, yeah, we, I believe. We'll get into that yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, but but he spends like an inordinate amount of time on uh, on John Lewis uh, and and the, the Alabama march through Selma that happens every year. Report. We'll do that with my beer. Ooh, we're getting spicy. Yeah, we're doing yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm thinking about uh, buying you guys dinner after this is over. So, oh, oh shit. Yeah. So I might as well. I, uh, I did. We'll have to just realize that I haven't eaten <laughs> today. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I'll fuck you. I've had two bananas, a, uh, a granola bar. Like no, that's fine. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, two bananas, a granola <laughs> bar, and uh, about 800 milligrams of caffeine. So we, we are, we are currently drinking the uh, the Jameson IPA edition uh, cast mix. Not an official sponsor. Uh, not an official. This is not a plug. Uh, not an official but, sponsor yet. Not not an official <laughs> sponsor yet. But the reason that they're doing it, and w- the reason that they're going to become a sponsor of ours, is because I got a, a job with a terrible title. Go ahead. What say is it? it? I'm a marketing consultant. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Cheers to Mr. Suvin for that. Yeah. I am Cheers sorry. I'm sorry jobs. for that. Yeah. I'm sorry for that segue. However, if I'm actually going to listen to this man speak and look at him at the same time, I need some stiffer alcohol. You're a wise man. Yeah, all right. Sure. So yeah, uh, yeah. So so uh, he he talks a, a bunch about like. So he was incredibly moved by the the annual march that happens through Selma, Alabama. And John Lewis, you know, the first time he attended, uh, John Lewis had just been diagnosed with cancer. And so everybody was like, oh, is he even going to be able to show up? And mm. and he eventually showed up like he was driven in because, you know, cancer, no disrespect to John Lewis meant in any part of the story no. that no. I'm telling. No, not at all. Um, but, but Pete sees this moment. He's like, wow, it's so incredible and, and so moving. And then he goes into how... For the last 50 to 60 years, America has done nothing substantial for black Americans. And it's like, yes, that's exact. And and another thing that he brings up out of this is is that. So why don't they trust us? There's 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 a a communist um, um, uh, uh, viewpoint that Western democracy, especially American democracy, has failed and it's like yes, after sixty years of trying to move a like a a, a progressive like treat black people like actual human beings, 
sort of sort of sort of yeah, politics <laughs> and 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 after 60 years that still hasn't happened yeah that's a legitimate yeah. fucking complaint that well, that yeah. american democracy I mean, not a democracy yeah. has failed at a, at a certain point democracy and especially republican democracy uh becomes the eternal splitting of hairs right mm-hmm. yeah of course um, of course but yeah, I mean, should we talk about the chief yet, or should we go on to one of yeah, those let's, videos let's, that we have? Let, uh, yeah, let's roll roll the video, John. Yeah, let's let's do some video work here. Well, let's okay, make let's John here. work because oh, uh, let's no stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I see where this is going. Is <laughs> I don't it? like it. I'm just saying he's uh, he's got it on easy street. Like this, this says he was That's given given a chance to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's this one. Here we go. Oh, look at that face. Look at that commercial. Yeah. He is... So I I think I've mentioned this comic before during this for similar reasons, but the comic Transmetropolitan, um, there's a character in it named the Smiler uh, who is exactly what would happen if you took Pete Buttigieg and glued him to Biden. It's their <laughs> it's exact same person. So just Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. 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 So check yeah. it out, guys. Uh, it's actually a very good comic if you like comics. All right. Sure. We're ready for the video now. The community of South Bend, Indiana has recently been in uproar over an officer-involved shooting. The police uh, John, can you turn it up a little bit? is now 6% black in a city that is 26% black. Why has that not improved over your two yep. terms as mayor? Because I couldn't get it done. My community is in anguish right now because of an officer-involved shooting. A black man, Eric Logan, killed by a white officer. And I'm not allowed to take sides until the investigation comes back. The officer said he was attacked with a knife, but he didn't have his body camera on. It's a mess. And we're hurting. And I could walk you through all of the things that we have done as a community. All of the steps that we took from bias training to de-escalation, but it didn't save the life of Eric Logan. And when I look into his mother's eyes, I have to face the fact that nothing that I say will bring him back. This is an issue that is facing our community and so many communities around the country. And until we move policing out from the shadow of systemic racism, whatever this particular incident teaches us, we will be left with the bigger problem of the fact that there's a wall of mistrust put up one racist act at a time, not just from what's happened in the past, but from what's happening around the country in the present. It threatens the well-being of every community. And I am determined to bring about a day when a white person driving a vehicle and a black person driving a vehicle, Are when they see a police officer like approaching, race. feels the exact same yeah. thing. A feeling not of fear, <laughs> but of safety. I am determined to bring that day it, back. <laughs> Do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the twin presidential candidates in Futurama that 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 are just kind of like that cookie cutter face. Yeah. And they, they're like, oh, I think my candidates, uh, my opposing right. candidates' views don't go too far enough. And then the other one, like, just kind of like double negative on top yeah, of him. Yeah. That's who he is. No, it's just him. Not. Yeah, it's just it's just that those two, John Jackson and Jack Johnson so, in one so, person. So this might be a good time to bring up why we've decided to focus on Pete Buttigieg. And the reason it's because we were rat hitting homophobes, right? <laughs> right, yeah. No, uh well, the reason the reason yeah. is that that we I, I think everybody in this room and, and the people in Texas can agree that Pete Buttigieg represents like a, a neoliberal form that's coming 
into power and and we're going to have to deal with for the oh, yeah. next like probably 20 to 30 years before yeah, they find a way to yeah, yeah before they find a way to yeah. like re uh rebrand rebrand themselves and, and what that is largely yeah. is just idpol that still says nothing but idpol exactly so, and and so he's saying all these things about very yeah. competent idpol which is where you get the petersonites yeah, right yeah. and and one I, you know like I, it took everything inside me to not say all right pause it um but but where where he says that uh i'm not allowed to take a position until all the fact no you are allowed to take a fucking yeah. position yeah, like it take would, a it would, fucking position it would please. be political if he took a position, though, and that's the thing is, is, they're, is he a they're politician? To, yeah, they're trying to be anti. Like I'm taking a political stance. I need to wait until all the studies come out. Yeah, because, because the they're, studies they're not can, supposed to be politicians; they're supposed to be experts. Yeah, and and studies can be can be changed yeah. and morphed and 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 made to suit whatever purpose you want them yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. So you do have to actually, if you want to have some kind of substantive politics. You do have to take a fucking stance. Burn down well, the universities like, because but, they lead to these people. Instead, what you do is you have <laughs> you have very large art schools, which are free also because they're just anarchist communes, because that's the only <laughs> the only kind of art school that I want to see. And the other side, which includes all of the STEM education, are just trade schools, but trade school plus. Done. <laughs> right. Done. Burn down the universities because I don't want to see a single one of these a single more. And, I, my and, brain uh, is broken now. I can't even speak. Yeah. Well, uh, well, like, well uh, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. Oh, uh, well, I was going to say uh, that uh, uh, I skimmed Pete Buttigieg's Wikipedia. Uh, I guess he's a, he has a degree in philosophy, which I guess he just like that uses rules. to like survive. Like he's been <laughs> sitting on these like police scandals for like ten years of like how he became mayor and That's... stuff like that, and now he's he's secretary of transportation, and I was skimming articles that involve Pete Buttigieg, and it's the most sanitized shit. Yeah, ever. well, like, he's like audio recordings just got released of a conspiracy to commit fraud to get him elected. Yeah, but nobody's talking about it. So They're I, just talking about I how think... I guess like cute Pete Buttigieg is. Right, Ian. I don't. I don't want to interrupt you too much because I cool. think you That's have cool. something like, like yeah. just wanting to jump out. Yeah. When we talk about Pete Buttigieg as as the transportation secretary, one of the like really prominent things that he did during was, during was thin out roads and make them smart. Right. <laughs> he he relied on a consultant group to tell him where traffic lights should and 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 not be or should or should not be installed and it turned out that one what of do the you mean like, traffic should or should not be installed uh, traffic, traffic lights. lights oh okay traffic lights sorry oh i remember this piece yeah, yeah. go ahead so so he, he he figured out where traffic lights should or should not be installed and this consultancy group told him yeah this this traffic light uh kind of near the center of town from what i understand we don't need that. We can just shut it off. And so they bagged it over. And what happened, like, pretty soon after that is two black kids were killed trying to cross the street there. And his his entire, like, diatribe that he wrote for for the, the South Bend, Indi- Indiana Post, or, or I think, 
Uh, mm. I think that's the name of the fucking uh, the South Bend Indiana cr- Post Chronicle. Sure. What, yeah, whatever the fucking name of the local newspaper was is, and 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 is like finishing line was like two young black children crossed the road and didn't make it across, and that's can all say, he had to say about that. Can I say anything else what about it? Fuck? No, because I have to wait for all the facts to come in, and and that's exactly how this kind of person operates in the government sphere oh. of of like influencing things. Is well, we we talked to the consultant. The consultant gave us their uh, their expert uh, interpretation of how this should work, and then. We had a tragedy, so we'll adjust from that tragedy, right. maybe, but it's never made clear that that tragedy was ever adjusted for. Uh, it's just purely reliant on this on this thing of, of like, how can we make the cost-benefit analysis of how government should run? And that's not how... Yeah government should run that's 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 how a business should run maybe right not how government should run government should yeah, not I mean, be should not be interested right. in cost benefit analysis yeah. that, that is what we're seeing with people like Pete Buttigieg is that they rely on cost benefit analysis of like okay well you know we can we can fix homelessness by giving all the homeless people like places to live or we can just like set up spikes in all the the major public areas right. so that they they don't exist in our eyesight. Anymore. Yeah, I, I mean that's the problem since we've already done like full episodes on this specifically. But really, the difference between something like liberalism and post liberal uh, post liberalism <laughs> that's that's a funny that's, <laughs> and and neoliberalism is that liberalism was focused on enlightenment type principles where each individual had their own individual rights and that that was the th- the like real central everything right that was that was what we had to rely on and what we had to work work our morals off of um and then moving into neoliberalism it's like well we will support individuals uh through kind of like a keynesian system at the most optimistic but uh, but really what we're going to do is we're just going to treat individuals as being part of larger businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I mean, I'm not a Hegelian by any means, uh, but it's interesting to watch this progress from like, well, there's this abominable state and then the, the uh, antithesis to this uh, abominable state is individual rights. And then the synthesis is, well, it's a state built off of individual rights that we negate. Like, it's, yep. yeah, anyway. No, for sure. Um, so. Yeah, Ian, we put you in the corner. No, for no, 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 it's okay. Because you can't this, put this, Ian this, in the corner. No, 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 no. This is okay. Uh, because the two of you have really, like, uh, snowballed this it, right in the direction that I wanted right to go in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, not the right term. Uh, so I want to discuss in part uh, where. And I, without any measure of skepticism about where his career is going to go, I uh, one of the first points of research that I did after reading Home for the first time was going to his Reddit thread. And uh, one of the th- first things that just popped out at me and uh, scorched my retinas, I'm actually completely blind. Uh, that's how <laughs> I... I don't know how I was Your able to drive down here. Are incredible. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, Joe Biden. It's, 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 a, it's a picture. It's a picture of like Pete 
Pete Buttigieg with Joe Biden standing behind him in like a arms on shoulder, like oh. kind of like a, a two hand football contact spoon sort of position. Um, and a direct Joe Biden quote oh. is uh, my job is to bring uh, more Pete Buttigieg's into politics. Or yeah, it, that's it not is. a that's that not like a job. direct that's not like a yeah. direct which, quote. Which uh, should be horrifying. I'm paraphrasing here, however, um Biden is quite literally grooming Pete Buttigieg for <laughs> DNC leadership, and that's exactly what yeah. the DNC yeah. needs in their future leadership is exactly what they are now, but with the savvy tech edge and yeah. with the the neoliberal idpol optics. Yeah. This is yeah. exactly, he is the poster boy. Exactly. This is the guy. Sure. And I believe, Mike, we've talked about this, that, that Pete plans on running in on 2028 or after 2028. I, yeah, I would say not the next election, but the, the election following for yeah. sure. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. going to be the prominent DNC candidate. He's already, he's already like, and and we can call this all conspiracy theory shit. Oh, here we are. Great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, John, John does this. It's great. Okay. Uh, well, he, he's why he's why the viewer is is growing stronger every day. Um, the viewer so, so, so so uh, fuck. What was I gonna say about Pete? Um, he he he. He was built in a lab. Uh, he is built in a lab, <laughs> certainly. Uh, um, I but, think he's uh, aroused by the Dow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but not not the Dow that moves without moving, but the Dow that has like bears and bulls involved. So I um, I got into a really interesting rabbit hole on this thread back in like literally when Mike and I first started talking about doing this specific episode of the pod, which was done last year. Uh, we had this started. We started this conversation. Started working on this last year, and um, you you have to talk to us for about a year uh, before we let you on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there was keep some, sending the some, stupid messages. Some some controversy. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I got on here. Um, uh, some controversy about whether or not Pete was in favor of uh, universal health care, universal single payer health care. Mm. Um, I believe in a plan. <laughs> his supporters, his supporters ardently believe that he is. They mm -hmm. ardently believe that he is. Yeah. And uh, they roll back to a tweet from maybe like 2013 or 2014, where he expresses an interest of very vague interest. And I yep. mean, extremely vague in, uh, well, I believe that everyone should have health care, which is not an endorsement for yep. single payer health care. It's not I mean, an endorsement. And then that's what supporters think that. That's Hang on. And that's what that. Biden supporters also think. Also true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in within a year of that, he then goes on to say, well, I wouldn't want to do anything that would cause a loss of jobs in the insurance sector. That's Fuck a you. real concern. Not like those people in the insurance sector could be like, uh, rehired into government jobs, managing yeah. the new government like mandated healthcare right. system or anything like that. Yeah, it's it's and they, they would lose look, their jobs. Look, them losing their jobs and being placed on unemployment My would be God. so horrible. Versus, uh, I don't know, however many thousands of people dying from cancer. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. Or, that's, I mean, you, you got you got to be on the side of the insurance. I'm a little bit on companies. the side of yeah, uh, people yeah. dying from cancer. Um, <laughs> not not really, not really. No matter how you you feel about universal single single payer healthcare, um, in regards to the DNC, in regards to Pete, he dances the very yeah. same dance that Biden danced uh, during uh, the primaries well, in well, debates where he he kind of gently danced around these issues without really committing to them, without really yeah. opposing them, where he leads his voters into hope. Yeah. He leads his voters into trust. Uh, yeah, trust. There you go. There, so, so, yeah. so hope John, Clintons, and now trust is young. Yeah. John, uh, you might be able to look this up, but... Uh, on the same subject, uh, Biden's newest budget-like uh, uh, proposal uh, excludes many of the things that he said about health care. Of course. Um, so, you know, it's one thing for them to say these, like, performative things about, like, yeah, everybody should have health care. It shouldn't just be, like, the public option only. Uh, but, you know, uh, we, we can work around, like, the, the choice between a private system and a public option and um, make make that work. Well, well, the Biden administration is already, like, going back on, like, well, not not necessarily going back, I guess, just just laying out the groundwork that, yeah, we're not going to give you health care. We're, we're going to make sure that you have to pay for it. Like, right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if we can find the article directly right now. Mm -hmm. And it's fine if we don't. Um, I, I saw, John, that you pulled up something before before I got us into this tangent. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, no, but, but the, the, <laughs> a, a wild, a wild Pete supporter appears, Pokemon. Oh, oh that's good. Okay. Which leads to a Palestinian and Israeli flag sitting next to each other in the window. Disgusting centrist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really bad. The, I wonder the, what the Gal Gadot uh, politics enjoyer. <laughs> so this was uh, the real impasse in my understanding of life and existence in itself that people experience reality in drastically different ways than I do. Hmm. Of course. Um, I, I, yeah. I really thought this was just kind of like I just kind of chalked it up to brain worms, but this is definitely yeah, like got brain worms, though. Yeah. Um, this was definitely like the tipping point where I'm like, wow, this person lives in a completely divorced, completely separate reality from the one that I'm living in right now. Yeah, I, I'm arguing yeah. with a bunch of people on my Instagram post because I called Netanyahu uh, Jewish Hitler. Jitler, oh. mm -hmm. <laughs> as it were, as it were, <laughs> which I'm not wrong about. Um, and and I and I have specifically a person with a with a blue line flag as their profile oh, picture, nice. oh, really? <laughs> telling me that I'm deranged and mentally disabled. Okay, well, like uh, there was actually something that I that I saw um, uh, a direct quote from 2012. Uh, I believe it was one. It was in Israeli minister. I'm going to pull it up. Uh, where the gentleman literally says, I am perfectly happy to be a fascist. Yeah. I've heard something. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 I'm pulling it up as you guys can. can. But also, we, we, we need to look at this police chief bit 
Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, I was. I was about to ask, like, what else we needed to dig into on the booty jet. That's the subject. main one that I can think of. Otherwise, I feel like we've yeah, touched I, on I most of it. Yeah, I went into my 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 CIA um, black site stuff. Uh, so so maybe we need to go into your uh, police chief bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, what what he said in the book is pretty limited. So Ian may be able to, or will be able to, extrapolate on this a bit more. Oh, go on. What's, okay, what's so the... so here we are. Miri Rajev, current minister of culture and sport, 2012. Yep. I am happy to be a fascist. Yeah. The <laughs> minister of culture and sport. Weird. That, uh, that's not a weird place for a fascist to be. Yeah, that's no. not like like Aryan nation adjacent stuff or um, anything like that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so there was a uh, there was a black police chief there that had to be removed per some people's thinking, um, and it's the the way that he describes it in the book is that he he's confronted by this this impossible situation where either he could bring in some kind of outsider and it would piss people off, especially because he'd be replacing an African-American with, with an outsider that's probably white. Um, he was white. And he, he was white, white of yeah. course. Um, or, or he could go on and, uh, and deal with it some other way. He's kind of ambiguous about it. And, and then he says, okay, well, I decided what I would do is I would call him and ask him to resign and that it's terrible to call someone to ask them to resign. And that's pretty much the full fucking thing that he talks about. Yeah, he talks a little bit about how so, there are there are tapes of phone calls uh, that led to this that he wasn't able to release because of like one and two person one and two party uh, recording laws in Indiana. But then he never really describes much more. But yeah, he uh, okay. So uh, what it really comes down to is that, and we're gonna watch this video in a moment where he he worms his way out of this, or weasels, or rodentias, or rodentias. Rodentias, rodentias. He, in the book itself, in in, in home itself, the real um, landmark statement that he makes is, I made the controversial decision to appoint a police chief from Massachusetts. Right. And that is really all he actionably and uh, meaningfully says about it, which is another just truly horrifying um, yeah. moment uh, where he leaves out these really crucial details <laughs> right. about a, a very critical point in his life that it just instills in personally in me uh, a great deep seated distrust. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Distrust. Um, and and um, are we ready to roll into this now? Or? Stuart. Let's do it. I'm uh, from Valerie, uh, from uh, London, Valerie. Uh, but first, uh, I, I need to give it some background. Um, back rat. in 2012, <laughs> it was discovered that the police... Pete Buttigieg needs to fire his makeup girl. Yeah. Please check yourself. Hey, hey, makeup person. Conversation. What is What does arms hang like that, too? Like... It looks like he's, uh, he's, he's like his fight or flight response is, is accurate. It really is. No, no, no. Yeah. So, so I, I think I have some insight on this. He's ready he, to roll. He, he consciously wants to like go to like parade rest or something like that in the military. <laughs> but he knows that he's not in the military anymore. And so he wants to go to like at ease. But he still has that drive to go to parade rest. So he's, so, he's found a middle point between parade rest, which is hands behind the back, right. and uh, at ease, which is hands wherever you want them so to be. So he's either 
uh, broken by PTSD, which is uh, unlikely, or he's broken just by just being a cuck. Yes. Yeah. The, the yeah. latter, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Of senior police officers who were allegedly using racist language, in particular racist language uh, about him. You demoted the police chief. No action was <laughs> the taken. The beta version of the lat walk. Also, <laughs> what has come out in these audio recordings, which Anderson Cooper did not, did I don't think mentions, is that uh, uh, these cops and these uh, uh, audio recordings uh, used favors with uh, community business owners and. Uh, uh, fundraisers to raise a large portion of Pete Buttigieg's uh, political war chest. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Against the officers in question, uh, London Valerie wants to ask about this. She's a freshman at Harvard from San Antonio. They're the same age. My question is straightforward. What are on the secret tapes regarding the demotions of South Bend's black police chief, Daryl Boykins? So the answer is I don't know. And the reason I don't know is that these tape recordings were made in a way that may have violated the Federal Wiretap Act. That's a federal law uh, that controls when you can and can't record people. And the allegation was that the police chief was using these recordings to try to figure out uh, what was going on with internal rivalry. But he he says in the book that it might be even illegal for him to listen to them. I doubt that it's illegal for him to listen. I I think it's probably illegal for them to be shared with him. But then someone just do it anonymously. You're a politician. You can figure this out. Okay, sorry. Go on. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, I haven't. Uh, what I've what I've uh, read being reported is that in uh, court documents, uh, city attorneys had listened to it, mm. and and city attorneys representing Pete Buttigieg had right. listened to these audio recordings right, before right. they they got sealed. That's funny. So I'm sure he knows what's on the audio recordings. Yeah, doubtless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with other police officers and allegedly uh, broke the Federal Wiretap Act when he did that. Uh, that's a law that's punishable by a term in prison. And so I'm not going to violate it, even though I want to know what's on those tapes like everybody else does. Right now, this is going through an incredibly long frustrating and expensive legal process that in the end will allow to a judge to say whether or not the can, content can of these recordings real quick? yeah he says that this is an incredibly long frustrating <laughs> and expensive legal process but can we imagine any other like he wants it to be an incredibly long yeah. frustrating yeah. and expensive process so that he can argue against that process ever happening right mm-hmm. he, he's had 10 years of controlling the narrative so like even yeah. though it's being released it's 10 years of controlling the narrative and now he's secretary of transportation the most <clears throat> fucking forgettable fucking secretary yeah. but still viable to stay in politics like For sure. in the future yeah. he's just blending into the background right so he can survive. He has a, a selectively visible role where if the media wants to give him attention, he will have attention. Right. If he doesn't yeah. want attention, he can fade into the background and no one is going to see what he's actually doing at work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I really, truth be told, I don't know much of what his current role is. I, I'm really, there isn't much to I be like said. I like trains. <laughs> I like trains. Yes, he likes um, trains. 
I a far less intelligent thing to say. Uh, but I, I make a I make a rule generally based upon my own physiology to not make fun of people's foreheads. But holy fuck, this man's forehead is bizarre. Oh. <laughs> it gets wider the further you go up, and it's just it's it's scary. He, he needs to be lined up. That's that's all. He needs to be lined up. Yeah, he He's a geometric up. oddity. <laughs> a non-Euclidean governor, <laughs> mayor, mayor, mayor. <laughs> non-Euclidean mayor. All, All right. right, John, go ahead. Sorry. Let's do this. Let's get out of here. I'm tired released. of this shit. So we can figure out whether it's true or whether it's not true that there's something on there that we need to be concerned about. Uh, the reason I demoted the chief was that I found out that he was the subject of a criminal investigation, not from him, but from the FBI. And it made it very hard for me to trust him as one of my own appointees. Oh, it was frustrating word. and painful too, though. He was the first African-American chief in our city's history. And one of the Which reasons the I reason asked I him to serve <laughs> in the first- Go ahead, John. Don't, oh. don't pause oh, for no, our no, shit no, posts. Oh, okay. In my administration was a great track record in community policing, which is a huge priority for us because we're a racially diverse community. And speaking of things you learn along the way, and in particular, lessons I learned the hard way as a mayor, one of the things I realized was that while uh, I was absorbed in just making sure that we weren't tripping on any landmines related to laws about what you can and can't record, I was frankly, a little bit slow to understand just how much anguish underlay the community's response to this because for people. So I, I also noticed that like Pete Buttigieg does this like fucking, I'm a toxic like simp that's going to like gaslight you <laughs> into accepting me through like me like sympathizing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like white, like he's just like, like nice he just guy. like, I don't know, just like, yeah, nice guy, like white knight tries to like simp the black community of his town yeah like like constantly 100 it's just like you know what i failed yeah. you can cry on my shoulder that, whenever that, you that, want that, that upsets people it upsets people <laughs> that <laughs> i failed i'm very sorry for that but i'll do better in the future and then he never does better in the yeah future. no yeah yeah oh, and <laughs> actually uh like uh all the, like actually, I, I believe all the things in the police department got worse under Pete Buttigieg. Yes, it seems also like because it because those even cops from his books that were in those recordings got leadership roles. Mm. <laughs> we, you After were about to say something. Of, no. no. Um, oh well, actually, yes, I was. Oh, he's I, always I, got something. I'm sorry uh, <laughs> that he uh, has really proven himself to be a master of talking around the actual like substance the meat of the issue um and just yeah, creating yeah. this 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 really beautiful this very easily digestible fluff it's like the the cheeto puffs of of political dialogue for sure um, go ahead roll the video please Oh well, and and also he he, old, he even with these uh, documents being unsealed, like he is definitely going to survive this. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, like, without a doubt. Like, yeah, this because is... it's just other people conspiring to do things that are just kind of grayly illegal about like campaign finance. Like worst case scenario, Pete Buttigieg yeah. has to like give the money up or something. Us, right. us four people are going to be the only people who actually give a shit about this in seven years. <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, Nobody's going like, to care about this. And the listener. And the listener. Yeah. No, yeah. the listener will forget. They'll they'll care for the 30 no. minutes we bring it back up. 
Yeah. yeah. First off, fuck right. you. You're idiots, <laughs> and I don't like you. And you, you got to stop sending me your poopy diapers. If you ever talk <laughs> about the listener that way again, well, you'll you'll fuck me. You'll suck my dick. Yep. Yep. Play the video, John. <laughs> <laughs> People in the community, it wasn't just about uh, whether we were right or wrong to be concerned about the Federal Wiretap Act. It was about whether communities of color could trust that police departments ah, had their best interests at heart. And the more I learned about that, the more I realized that lifting the veil of mistrust between communities of color and our police department had to be one of my top priorities as mayor. It's why we instituted civil rights training and implicit bias training. It's why we implemented body-worn cameras for all of our officers. It's why we directed officers to make more foot patrols and get to know people in, in these neighborhoods, especially neighborhoods experiencing right, a lot of crime. When, when officers go out and they, they do these, like, let's get to know the fucking community bullshit, all they're doing is, like, pre-introducing themselves to their victims. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, or, 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 or intelligence gathering. Yeah, like, uh, no, intelligence yeah, 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 gathering, one, yeah. introducing themselves to their victims uh, so, yeah. so their victims, like, have a level of trust. Yeah. Um, th- there, there is nothing good about this. This like, oh no, we we, we did a community outreach program, and, and the police who are definitely going to shoot somebody from right. that community in a couple of months, <laughs> Maybe, or weeks, uh, or weeks. Like, hey kid, well, like, you uh, wasn't, wasn't there a kid that uh that a cop was playing basketball with that he later like shot or tased? That makes like, sense. Like, that sounds yeah, right. I, I don't know the specific story, but yeah, I'm I'm positive that exists. Of course. Hey, kid, so uh, you saw me at the barbecue earlier this week. Uh, you got any weed on you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly that oh. kind of shit. Yeah. Like, it, it, the, the trust building. I, I made this joke on Facebook a couple of days back where mm. somebody was defending, like, police outreach programs. And they were talking about how, uh, you know, the police would walk their beats and, uh, and in- in- interact with the people on those beats. And the joke I made was, if police want to interact with their beats, they can just go home to their wives. Because they beat their wives. Forty percent. Forty percent. Yeah, whatever. Um, that we know of. That, that we, we know, know of. of. So, it's 60, so probably sixty percent. Yeah. Well, um, I'm pretty sure that part of the reason beat why their wives uh, stopped doing <laughs> foot patrols and or started staying in their cars was because uh, in the '60s when people were tired of. Uh, teenagers being just beaten by cops like the communities would surround the cops yes and the cops right. would have to like brutalize their way out of the community on that, foot. that's what we, and saw we see during that occasionally the, but, yeah, yeah during during the blm pro protests where people would de-arrest uh mm-hmm. people by surrounding a cop what a car beautiful word de-arrest yeah, de-arrest is, is great and uh, every time i see somebody being de-arrested i i get I get stiff. I'm not gonna lie. I do get a little stiff. Yeah, yeah. A little half mast um, at least. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's go on with Pete Buttigieg. Is this and video? Is this nine minute we, uh, video really gonna be something we before watch? Before we uh, before we do we we roll into this. I this is a great moment to to tie this in as we're talking about policing and we're talking about him now as the secretary of the Department of Transportation. The DOT 
uh, oversees uh, emergency medical services. Mm. And in most states in America, you have to have your basic EMT cert in order to become a police officer. Sure. Yeah. So I am personally very interested, and this is something to uh, ricochet off of the listeners, to keep an eye on what he does and his interactions with emergency medical services. I don't know yeah. if there will be any, but that is um, an interesting intersection as he already seems to have his uh, little rat balls uh, deep into uh, <laughs> police affairs at the moment. No, that's great. That's a really interesting thing to keep your eye on. His yeah. little fucking cheese balls. All right, All right. John, let's, let's, what, uh, what let's else round we out this have? clip. I hate this. We're, uh, we're not done with the this. clip yet. It's, it's, it's nine minutes long. We've listened to two. Yeah, did, you, yeah, did, did, did you really want to uh, listen to him ramble around? Or, or, I mean, uh, that's a really uh, good still. <laughs> Go back to a her. Really good still. That's I great. I love this. Yeah. Actually, little rat. That, uh, <laughs> the, the listener that comes in from my end uh, definitely understands, but but in general, maybe. So this this picture right here is like the 90s Nick Land image and clicks to that <laughs> other video. Well, see, here's the thing is that the, the other video that you have. Democrats need oh. a tech savvy. That's and that is that is <laughs> two thousand whatever Nick Land. Democrats That's beautiful. <laughs> Democrats need a tech savvy weirdo. Need Democrats need a tech savvy weirdo that has this weird racist thing going on. And so, uh, like right. Nick Land. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also that. Yeah. We do need a hyper racist. <laughs> he, that, you found him. Yeah. You found yeah, him. We well, found him well, in butt well, judge. <laughs> Yeah, we have Kamala it, Harris. Is butt judge? Is that a homophobic <laughs> thing to say, butt judge or butt egg? I don't care. I've heard. I've heard ones. I've heard uh, spins on his name that are way more homophobic than that. So yeah. you're. But yeah, I, I was going to say one. Uh, I, I was going to try to think one up and yeah, say like, it. Like, but it, like, yeah, like not gonna, the not do it. the the imagination but, of like. I don't care what his fucking last name is pronounced as, like. I'll, I'll call him butt egg till the end of my days. He's not he's not a gay icon. He's not a gay. He could be a gay icon. He's not Marsha P. Johnson. He's not like. Yeah, he he's not yeah. doing he anything he, for for the community. He should throw a brick at a cop. If he wants exactly. to become a gay icon, he should throw if, a brick. If he throws a brick at a cop, I will yeah. call him whatever his actual yeah. pronunciation is. If if uh, you won't call him pate butt butt egg anymore. Yeah, no, I will call him Pete the Budjage. That's actually pretty close. You got really, you got dangerously close to pronouncing it correctly. I will call him whatever he wants to be called if he throws a brick at a cop, but he'll never do that. I'll call anyone, whatever they, you know, like that's, that's already like, that's. Instant karma points in my book. You throw a brick at a cop. I, I'll, I'll sit down. I'll talk to you. I'll have words with you. <laughs> I'll suck All right, dick. Fam. What uh, else we got? Yeah, no. Uh, do we do we oh, have anything else? Really? really? We have um, this other video no. here. Yeah, this, this, this is nineteen minutes long. This, this is yeah. This is the this is just the journalist who interviewed all the cops involved. Oh, he looks talking. happy after that. Uh, <laughs> he really enjoyed yeah. himself. Yeah, no, this was last week that the that a judge released the audio tapes, uh, and uh, I guess this was the journalist that went through the court documents and has been trying to make this a national story, but of course, it never will be. Yeah, sure. so so I, I feel like whatever this gentleman's has done is probably like one of the best journalistic pieces that's happened in a long time. However, it's 19 minutes long 
and <laughs> I don't know what the content is, and maybe yeah. we can like siphon it down for the next episode. Or yeah, episode that seems later. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I yeah. want to point one thing out about our journalists, which is that the part- lime green walls. Not even oh, that, okay. but but it is kind of about that. <laughs> well, but apart from his like fancy ring, looking ring light in the back, using he. Uh, it's always funny to me when I see journalists speaking from their homes because their homes always seem like about as shitty as mine. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so, I was going to oh. say shitholes. So, yeah, about as shitty as mine. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, oh, man, I get it. All journalists make like up to and capped at $50,000 a month. Well, right. journalists yeah, or that, a year. Journalists, Jesus, a month would be great. Well, if you're very wise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> journalists that are pulling the weight and writing puff pieces uh, oh, for, or making for way Pete more. Buttigieg. Yeah, they're yeah. making a ton of their, their, their pulling six figures. No problem. People who are like reporting are either not getting paid, uh, they yeah. are being imprisoned, uh, or <laughs> they're uh, uh, angrily posting 19-minute rants to YouTube. Right, so. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is a bit of a, it is a bit of a victory lap. Uh, video for sure. Okay, we probably. do have this Cornell West video. We have. Oh, yes. so okay. yeah. Um, Let's watch the Cornell West video sure, because sure. I will never say no to Cornell West. Be- before we do that, yeah. because that's probably a great palate cleanser. Yeah. Uh, is that I? I just want to say that when I was growing up, so like when I was in high school, I used to hear writers that I would talk to because I've always been always wanted to be a writer. Always um, wanted to be a man of but, words. Uh, but they, they would talk about how horrible it was that they got paid like 50 to $250 to get into a magazine and have like a piece there. And it's like, bitch, we blog now. <laughs> we do this shit for free. Things are bad. <laughs> Things are really bad for anyone that wants to like put information in the world. Anyway, that's all I got. All right. Brother, 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 Peter, the brother Peter's like family to me. You know, his father was the great Joseph Buttigieg, who translated Antonio Gramsci. He was the dean of humanities at, at, at Notre Dame, and he was like a blood brother with me. We used to go to Italy every summer. So I remember Pete when he was in diapers. I, I gave him his first five dollar deep <laughs> bill right in his diaper. So I love that brother as family. You see. And so I see him, but, I give him a hug. I said, please give me a hug to Ann. Brother Joseph died a year ago and so forth. But I tell Pete up front. I said, now you know when it comes to the legacy of Gramsci. Brother Pete wrote his senior thesis on who? Does anybody know who he wrote it on? He wrote it on Brother Bernie. <laughs> as exemplar of integrity. He lived in my same room as a freshman at Harvard, Hallworthy 8. We lived in the same room. That was his 35 years. BA thesis? I thought it was his so senior like thing in high school. But I'm just That's honest with you. That's bad. I said, brother, now you know I can't support I was just saying that like his very high school sounding paper about Bernie, uh, I thought and said it was about him in senior year of high school, it was in fact senior year at Harvard during his BA. And I'd like to uh, issue a retraction. I have been unwittingly right. calling him Robert. Um, my mind is skipped. It's, uh, it's I'm, Joseph. I've been awake for 17 hours and my brain is not working. Yeah, the, the, the fact that you did a podcast after driving for, I don't know, a day almost uh, is too much. Yeah. yeah. I've. 
I used to do drives all the way up the coast, and uh, afterwards, I uh, I we, barely had. We, we didn't make him do this, the, by the way. I didn't have the energy I, yeah, in my they, body. They, I, I have to go out on a limb and say uh, they did not compel me to do this. I did this on the only off day that I have this week, um, just out of pure madness. But after reading uh, both of this man's books, uh, I imagine that I would be compelled to do any sort of number of insane things. So Suck any kind of dick. <laughs> too, I'm too surrounded by autism to finish my compliment. So go on. Would you? I love you to death. You're going to be telling me all But you just part of that same milk toast neoliberal crowd. I've been critical of all this Not at all. He said, no, is he better than Trump? Of course he's better than Trump. All of y'all better than, I mean, the, <laughs> the mark about this low. <laughs> that Beautiful. is absolutely scathing. What I, a wholesome young man, <laughs> while still being scathing. If he, if, if, if he <laughs> didn't he cry, say, if that didn't make him cry... I, I, I guess it probably didn't, but no. I mean, he doesn't no, feel. he's a sociopath. No, yeah. But, do so, we have evidence that uh, Pete Buttigieg is capable of emotion? Yeah. Do, do we have does evidence he that crying Pete Buttigieg? In the book? I feel like he does. He mentions crying somewhere. Do Do we have evidence that Pete Buttigieg has tear ducts? <laughs> do lizards have tear ducts? Yeah. Do lizards have tear ducts? You got to make up your mind. Is he a lizard or a rat? They could be both. Yeah. Why not yeah. both? All right. All right. Yeah. Divergent evolution. Okay. Convergent yeah, sure. evolution. You oh my have, god! You all don't sorts have to of tell things. Tell me how to criticize this man. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, god bless you, Cornell, Mr. Yes. West. I'm sorry, Doctor West. West. I'm Doc, sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's like thirty lashes in the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. That's true. Uh, mm. That's uh, what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else that we need to like really discuss about Pete Buttigieg as we sign off? I hope not. No, I mean I got pitches, uh, but but nothing about butt judge. All right, uh, uh, Danko Dorian. Well, do we want to give our uh, our our guest here a chance to do pitches first? Sure. Yeah. Do you have uh, none whatsoever. Damn it! I, I highly recommend. Well, hang on a second, because I'm about to help you out here. I highly recommend you don't follow me on Instagram because there's nothing to do with anything uh, remotely related to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. My Instagram handle uh, that I that uh, Mike dropped, mostly uh, posting about like my own like various like art things in my personal life. However, right. if Push your art. if if no yeah. if. You want to engage me uh, about things of political nature, literature, art criticism. I and Danko will hold me to this. I will be joining the Truncata Workshop. Nice. I will be joining oh, the yeah. Truncata Workshop at the writer tier. So you will be able to engage with me directly. My next day off will be Wednesday of this following week. Wednesday of this following week, I will become a member of Truncata. You can you can engage me there. You can engage me with Danko. And I believe Mike even pops into Truncata every now he and is. then. Almost every week. Almost every, every week. week. Every week, every week. maybe. Yeah. I will be committing at least some of my free time every week. I've wanted to join Truncata since it started. I only recently got out of the pit of unemployment due to coronavirus. And it's going to be something that I do for myself and the determination to become a better writer. Oh, thank really, you, man. Really quickly, oh. I would like to contest the idea that uh, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is not a place for poetry or, or works of artistic uh, accomplishment. Okay, uh, so so <laughs> let me let me 
post if you like grindcore fine follow me if you like Actually, yeah. if you like harsh Thank noise you. and power electronics follow me if you like digital art follow me and i if feel you, like that's more people that follow us than you think okay yeah. and yeah. if you like uh i don't know like uh pictures of uh the the wilderness of california follow me because there's a lot of that i too. like his account so you know um yeah anything right. else uh no, I think no, 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 no. For oh, him, oh, but, yeah. but no. yeah. Uh, for me, yeah. Again, our our uh, next open workshop is on the 29th. Uh, so everyone and anyone is invited into that, regardless of whether you want to sign up or have. Um, I'm deciding during the next two days. Uh, it will probably be decided tomorrow what the theme will be. We have a few uh, kind of bubbling around so yeah that'll be the 29th at 11 a.m pst uh on saturday um yeah i that's already clear enough um and otherwise we're changing a lot of stuff with that's happening with trincata but one of the major changes that's still kind of in the works is that because i have sought and found other employment and i'm no longer feeding myself using like you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. Um, I uh, am now going to start taking the money uh, from Trincata and putting it towards things like publication, uh, towards swag, towards things that you all ultimately get back. Uh, and so go ahead and join us at patreon.com slash T-R-U-N-C-A-T-A. Uh, and whatever money you put towards this uh, is either going to go towards uh, making it so that I uh, am no longer wearing the dirty diapers that I'm wearing, uh, or they will come back to you through either beautiful printed material or shirts or something. So, or if you pay and, enough, he'll and, just send you dirty diapers. Yeah, yeah. Diapers, I mean, honestly, yeah. just tell me you like me, and you'll. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Anyone else? Mike. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I think that yeah. maybe concludes. I uh, feel relieved to have this weight off my shoulders. I've yeah. been wanting to dunk on this piece of shit for the longest Cheers. time now. Cheers. Gentlemen. To, to the, my favorite butt judge judge. We did it. <laughs> um, We love you. As always, please take your medicine. Please take mine too. Make sure to share with your friends. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.